Welcome to the Life Hacks podcast by Every Nation Campus Dublin, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to season two, episode three of Life Hacks, the podcast, and we are empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith, and excellence. Um, and we were just discussing before the podcast, I had a bit of a revelation about life. <laughs> Um, yesterday when I was talking to Leanne and it just kind of simplified those four terms for me so leadership is my relationships with other people integrity is my relationship with myself it's my wholeness it's my holiness it's my internal life and faith is my relationship with God and then excellence is my place in the world it's my purpose it's my destiny it's whatever I'm you know studying or working at or doing in life and I was just like have I been doing this for so long? And that never, (laughs) (laughs) and that's what this podcast is about. We believe that God's word is relevant to every area of our life. It's not just a religious box on a Sunday morning, um, but God's word really has something relevant for our relationships and for how we do life in the world. Um, And I'm so excited to introduce Rita as our guest um, today. Rita is originally from the Philippines. She's working as a nurse here. Um, So Rita, tell us a couple of things about yourself. What do our listeners and viewers need to know about you? Perfect. Cool. Thanks, Eva. Thank you. It's my first time being here. But like, yeah, it's great. It's great to be here. Um, I think for me, um, I actually have known personally the Lord when I was a student myself back when I was in the Philippines and I was in college so like like, yeah I've come to know in my first year through actually my chemistry teacher she's actually like at the end of of the semester she actually like kind of you know um um gave us like um words of wisdom as we finished the class and yeah she eventually um shared her her testimony how she uh, encountered Jesus Christ in her life and then yeah it came to like a saving uh, point for me as well and after that um, I kind of signed up for uh, student life groups and yeah somehow um, that's what, uh, how I walked through and kind of um, be encouraged to pass college <laughs> you know you know <laughs> like help me help me get through you know support uh, not just for my academics but as well as you know and how to really um, get on life, like you know, how to respond to different um, trials and challenges in college life, as well as actually, um, it's like a preparation for my life. Like college has been a preparation for life decisions, actually. Yeah, one thing about me, I think, <laughs> for me, I like raisins in everything, like bread. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> But I do like raisins and everything like bread, um, like dish or food. Yeah, it's just, I just find it really sweet and amazing. How about you, Leah? Are you doing like this? It's funny. I just always think of that meme that says, oh, yay, a chocolate chip cookie takes a bite. Oh, man, oatmeal raisins. <laughs> Although, funnily enough, now that I think of it, I like raisins in like cinnamon raisin bagels. Oh right, but I think I, I don't that's the only place. Mm. 
I think I don't mind it in scones because I can drown it with like clotted cream or something. So I, right. I don't taste it, you know. <laughs> but if it's like if it's like I want chocolate chip cookies and then it's raisins, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's like I remember as a child we went on our first family holiday abroad to Portugal and we were buying like ice cream and it's the scoop ice cream. Um, and we pointed to the green one. And we're like, oh, yay, mint chocolate chip. Mm. But it was pistachio. And oh. then <laughs> years later, my Belgian friend moved here and she sees the ice cream here. And she's like, oh, the green one. Yay, pistachio. And then she's like, oh, man, mint chocolate chip. It's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> oh, man. But we were having a food conversation before we started recordings we often do um and my tummy no longer likes instant noodles which is mm. a tragedy <laughs> um but what is your favorite noodle dish um that you've ever had favorite noodle dish favorite noodle dish um i think for me it's like a filipino dish pancit it's still my number one um yeah, dish mm. Like, yeah, um, pasta, kind of different pasta. Pesto pasta. Mm. Like pesto pasta, anyway. But now, ramen noodles. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of top spot, but not the spicy one because my tummy can't take spicy noodles anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love That's noodle nice. soup. Any type of ramen soup. Like, yeah. and my one of my favorite flavor combinations is like, so chicken, but with, um coriander lime and coconut and maybe a little bit of chili Ooh. i'm just like oh coconut and lime and coriander is just like a winning combination <laughs> i've never heard of coconut and lime before mm. um i think mine it's not it's not a favorite but it's the most recent noodle that i i'm like oh this is so good it was um pho we had it in Cable Street. There's a pho place, place there, but it was like beef. And then um, I don't like coriander, so I asked them to take it out. But it was so good because <laughs> it was like spicy-ish. I do like spice, although my stomach also cannot handle it. But it, it was really good. Um, but I like any noodles with like broth, like a meaty mm. broth, you know? Yeah. So like Japanese ramen noodles, those are so good. Like yes. with all the little bits and pieces. Like I just find that so entertaining that like I wonder what this thing tastes like here. And you're just like eating it up and amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Coriander is one of those divisive herbs. I think people mm. eat it because people taste it differently. Like Different. one of my friends, she says it tastes like soap to her. It tastes like soap <laughs> to me too. I'm like it's a tragedy because it's a magical flavor. <laughs> that does not taste like soap to me <laughs> yeah apparently it is it is true though that like different people do taste it differently because mm -hmm. like um I remember like reading <laughs> a debate about coriander <laughs> because some people thought like people just didn't like it how like like similar to how some people just doesn't like lettuce or or tomatoes mm -hmm. or things like that um but apparently there is something in our tongue or in our build that doesn't just taste coriander differently so if oh. you like it you tend to like it but if you don't like it it means you're tasting it differently to the people who are liking it yeah because i mean oh. if it tasted like soap to me i wouldn't like to eat it mm -hmm. just like because imagine like eating like 
pho and then like soap. <laughs> You're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Maybe you rinse the soap off after washing the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's cool. But I have to say with those big noodle broth dishes, they're massive. Yes. Mm. Like, I feel like I've been eating for an hour and I'm still only halfway through. And I'm just like, mm. I've just been <laughs> defeated by a, a big old bowl of yeah. noodle broth. <laughs> mm. And sometimes you have to those, really pace. Yeah. Those You're noodles tend to get big as well if they get too soaked. Yeah, the I've been so there for too long. If you feel like, oh, it's still there. <laughs> mm. Yeah. But you have to pace yourself with a big noodle dishes because you like in the end you know you can't have too much broth because then you're like this is just broth there's no yeah, noodles yeah. but then like you can't have too much noodles without the broth in the end. you know so you have to like make sure you do it hand in hand that you're not eating all the noodles at the start and yes yeah not all the meat as well <laughs> yeah there has to be the balance of toppings like yeah you know your mm-hmm. egg and your meat and mm-hmm. whatever like it's funny because i'm kind of hit or miss with eggs mm. i think because i don't like the strong eggy smell Oh, but like a perfectly yeah. soft-boiled egg in noodle broth is like, wow. Mm, I kind of want noodle broth. <laughs> I know. I can see <laughs> the sesame seeds right now. <laughs> I can. I can see it. I can. <laughs> I might have one <laughs> with a bit of seaweed or something. Yeah. yeah, seaweed. I really enjoy seaweed there. Let's go guys. after church. <laughs> Next. Anyway. <laughs> Mouth is watering. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the sermon series <laughs> is truth be told at the moment. Um, and this week was looking at the parable of the Good Samaritan. So what was your like big takeaway from the sermon this week? What stood out for you? I think for me, I actually listened to the sermon late because I was working last Sunday. But yeah, um, first thing, I recognize a need and step into it. Like, wow. you know, when you recognize a need, you do something about that, not just to mm-hmm. leave that, um, you know, um, and just, you know, go on your normal life. It's kind of really um, going out of your way. So it kind of stood up for me, um, you know, it will require your effort, of course, your time, some, a lot of the times as well, your resources, but like it made the difference for that, um, that the life of that man mm-hmm. was nearly left to die there in the street. So yeah, I think that's my biggest yeah. takeaway. <laughs> Yeah, it was not convenient for him to stop and help out. Like, it definitely Mm. cost him time and money and effort. Yeah, Mm. wow. Mm -mm. Um, For me, I think all together, it's that you will expect help from the people you least expect it from. Similar to, like, the uh, story you had with uh, your mom's phone. Whereas, like, you know, you were, like, avoiding this group of young mm-hmm. young men or and women or something. and But, you know, you didn't expect that they're actually the ones who are going to be the biggest kind of factor in making your day, like, better. 
mm-hmm. as it was because of you know he lost your phone mm-hmm. um but he offered it so freely like his phone to keep calling it and like he let you go yeah. <laughs> you know and take to keep his phone bringing, yeah and so um I found that so like you know um just eye-opening I guess as well that like you know, never kind of close off where you can you may get help from yes you may receive help yeah even just how many assumptions we carry like about people who are different from us Mm. yes yeah wow um what stood out for me (laughs) most yeah i preached it so yeah (laughs) Yeah. i did a lot of the past um yeah i think just yeah it was the unexpectedness like the jews and the samaritans are like mortal enemies Mm. um but I think similar to Rita I think what jumped out at me is like wow this was really inconvenient like it you know it cost him a day (laughs) at least um Mm. and the Jew probably wouldn't have been very grateful like he would never have spoken to the Samaritan been nice to him so we don't even know like he was doing it knowing that he mightn't even get gratitude for it Mm. Um, you know this was he was loving his enemy essentially mm. um, whereas the guys who you feel like should have helped like the priest and the Levite mm. avoided the whole situation and yeah. like I think we can all think of like times in our life where the people we thought and hoped would help us really didn't and it was somebody else who just stepped in at the right time you're like mm. I wouldn't even have thought of you mm. Yeah, <laughs> we carry so many assumptions right that's what I'm learning about myself this year I make so many assumptions mm. about people and situations I'm like nope Mm-mm. go in and ask questions instead of assuming things <laughs> um so let's jump in so I mean you guys know the drill at this stage we don't just read it we reap it so we read yeah. it we examine it which is where we ask questions we get curious no questions are out of bounds no question is too silly or too deep um, we apply it so this is where we're up for being challenged and being changed um, we don't just want to read into it but we want to go put it into practice and then we pray it um, which is just an acknowledgement that we can't even change effectively without God's help <laughs> um, so I think because it's a longer passage um, maybe we'll just take it in two different translations mm-hmm. um, Rita what translation do you have there I have the NLT Okay, cool. NLT. And then maybe Leanne, could you take the message? For sure. Awesome. Maybe Rita, if you want to go first. Cool. Um, So I'm reading in Luke 10, verses 25 to 37. All right. Um, One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbors as yourself. Right, Jesus told him. Do this and you will live. The man wanted to justify his actions, so he asked Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest come, came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed, 
to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silvers of coins, telling him, take care of this man. If, he, if his bills runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Thank you. I will read it from the message version. So Luke 10, 25 to 37. Mm. Just then, a religion scholar stood up with a question to test Jesus. Teacher, what do I need to do to get eternal life? He answered, what's written in God's law? How do you interpret it? He said, that you love the Lord your God with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence, and that you love your neighbor as well as you do yourself. Good answers, said Jesus. Do it and you'll live. Looking for a loophole, he asked, and just how would you define neighbor? Jesus answered by telling a story. There was once a man traveling from Jerusalem to Jericho. On the way, he was attacked by robbers. They took his clothes, beat them up, and went off, leaving him half dead. Luckily, a priest was on his way down the same road, but when he saw him, he angled across to the other side. Then a Levite, religious man, showed up. He also avoided the injured man. A Samaritan traveling the road came on him. When he saw the man's condition, his heart went out to him. He gave him first aid, disinfecting and bandaging his wounds. Then he lifted him onto his donkey, led him to an inn, and made him comfortable. In the morning, he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take good care of him. If it costs any more, put it on my bill. I'll pay you on my way back. What do you think? Which of the three became a neighbor to the man attacked by robbers? The one who treated him kindly, the religion scholar responded. Jesus said, go and do the same. Mm. Wow. So we've read it. Now let's examine it. So there's like, there's the, he calls him here a religion scholar or like a expert in the law. There's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then in the story, there's like the, there's the man who gets beaten up. Mm -hmm. There's the priest. So he's a priest in the Jewish temple. So he's like a known for being a religious man. The Levite is one of the 12 tribes of Israel so they're in the same tribe as the priests but they're not quite as high up as the priests but they would still be like a leader in the synagogue or a helper mm -hmm. um and then the Samaritan I think I said this on Sunday they're like if you go back a few hundred years before this story they're Jews who intermarried with non-Jews and so it's a they're a mixed race but they don't fully belong with either race both mm -hmm. races reject them so they're kind of just stuck out on their own the jews think they're sellouts <laughs> when it comes to religion um so there's a lot of tension there um so yeah what jumps out for you as we read it just now today um one 
because I, I wasn't reading this actually, the message version on Sunday, um, but on 29, it was looking for a loophole. It asked, he asked, and just how would you define neighbor? And like <laughs> when I read that, I was like, how many times have I kind of known like a story or have read scripture and kind of like tried to find a loophole around it, you know, like trying to match it with what's happening to me. And I'm like, okay, so how, like, I think Ifa also mentioned is like, how far can I push something until it's like borderline about to cross the line or something like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, oop. <laughs> uh. It's a loophole. <laughs> he was trying to find, like he was trying to, yeah, get like in the other scripture or the other um, version, like he was trying to catch, you know, Jesus out with something. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's kind of like, okay, I know I need to love my neighbor as myself, but who can I exclude from that? Like, yeah. Is my neighbor everyone? Or like, surely it's not everyone. Because what? No. Like, Like, if I can just love my family well or love my friends well. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah (laughs) i still love rita even though she loves raisins and (laughs) thank you (laughs) i'm still your neighbor (laughs) you're still my neighbor rita don't worry (laughs) (laughs) um yeah that's cool yeah yeah definitely um like finding loopholes is kind of you know you make exemptions like who's i'm gonna like kind of place a favoritism i think in a way as well mm. like because you're comfortable with this person or your group of friends you tend just to do it just like them but you know when you encounter difficult people like hard you know intimidating people like are they still my neighbor no <laughs> <laughs> but they are <laughs> but they are it kind of like bounces back to myself like i am a difficult person as well so I need wow. to love myself as well as much as I will love them in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think with Jesus, I think he really kind of looks into the person, not just what they are doing. So, you know, um, he looks into uh, the good or the being of that person instead of why he, why he is doing this or why is he a difficult person. So, yeah, I think so. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> I think for me, <laughs> what strike and me, what 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 kind of stood out for me is, okay, Jesus is telling the story to the, um, you know, the scholarly man, the intelligent man, the religious man, mm. um, and he knows what to do. That Jesus is pointing now. Since you know, like you know, the verse 37, the man replied, the one who showed mercy. So he knows the answer, which one mm-hmm. really um you know showed the mercy has shown love for his neighbor, has has displayed basically the uh, love, the 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 application of loving your neighbor as yourself. Mm-hmm. And Jesus told him, Yes, now go and do the same. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of somehow for me, um, we know the answer, you know, we know what's right. But then sometimes we just need like prodding or like, you know, someone to tell us that 
now you know what you know the answer now do the right thing or you do the same as well mm-hmm. so yeah so it's really not just knowing but applying <coughs> yes somehow yeah that struck for me yeah wow mm. yeah he was like so another translation says he was trying to justify himself mm. And like that, so often, like we read God's word and we compare our own life with it or what he's asking us to do. And when there's a difference, we rather try and make God change rather than try and change ourselves. (laughs) Like, oh, but maybe like he said that, but maybe he meant this. Mm. And he's like, no. (laughs) No, he meant it like he said (laughs) you know yeah Mm. because I mean this is hard it's like seeing your enemy on the side of the street dying Mm. like my first response is not oh I must help you know I'm gonna have compassion for him and like I need to help him out and make sure that he's okay Mm. you know like a more logical response would be oh yeah he deserved it like good for him like yeah (laughs) yeah as like oh like yeah how do we even change that about ourselves because that's not what god is asking us to do here he's like no go and be that neighbor um Mm. and like in the the sermon notes as well he talked about three types of neighbors there's the what's yours is mine so like the Mm. robbers they took everything they didn't even leave him with any clothes Mm -mm. there's the priest and the levite which is like what's mine is mine and you Mm. can't have it um, you know you might end up taking from me but then the Samaritan had the attitude what's mine is yours and I give it mm. freely and like oh, I want to give freely to someone I don't like <laughs> mm-hmm. easy to do it for people I like and I want to impress <laughs> yeah. but people who can't pay me back or mightn't even be grateful mm, nah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. which kind of kind of similar to what Rita was saying earlier like reflects back on us of like it's a it's a it's an us problem you know when we can't really reach out to the people who like I guess we we don't want to help or or something like that um like it's really something that we have to ask God to be like hey please help me because I I have like little prejudice in my heart a little you know pre-assumption about someone pre-judgment about someone and even you know as um you know like you know when we meet a new student or meet a new person or something like that you know sometimes you're like you catch yourself like hmm da, 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 da. and then you're just like oh Leanne what are you doing yeah. <laughs> and then, you know and you have to like really catch yourself out but I guess that's the good thing about reading the scripture is that like you know that yeah. you can change you know and, and you can kind of slowly take those little things you know out of your heart so that you mm-hmm. can love all your neighbors despite of whatever background whatever they've done or they're doing whatever you're about mm-hmm. to I don't know about to do I don't know <laughs> but yeah. yeah um yeah and I think another one that stood out is that we always talk about this about life groups and kind of going into um you know uh like gatherings about like say 
community church communities or something where we get intimidated by attending or going or engaging because we feel like we should know a lot or we should know mm-hmm. the bible you know back to back to front or something like that whereas there's a religion scholar here who knows the answers who knows the scripture who he knew the word but even he he was looking for you know a loophole like and he he still needed someone to kind of tell him you you know it but you're not doing it and Mm -hmm. and and you know as an encouragement I guess for everyone is that you don't need to know the scripture back to front like I certainly don't I don't well maybe they do but I don't (laughs) I don't Um, and but it doesn't you know like knowing this now you know if I'm able to do this then I'm able to show the word instead of just knowing it and Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah yes yeah wow definitely you guys ready for like a major tangent (laughs) (laughs) i think it's a good one but like if you have anything else to say say it first like (laughs) one so I am, um, this was a, this is an honesty moment. Somebody corrected me in a very loving way, or it didn't correct me, it just opened up the conversation. Because um, that whole question of what, what does it mean to know something and what does it mean to do something about it? Mm-hmm. I think that's a big one in church because like that, like Jesus is saying, okay, good answer, like do it and you'll live. Like he clearly wants us to be moved to action um I reposted an article recently if you guys are friends with me on Facebook you can see it um of what's wrong with discipleship and how to kind of do better and I read um the the author who is a really great author who I really admire um we started this podcast based off of one of his articles um he set up like almost as if like knowing stuff is bad and it's not enough and doing stuff is great and we should be doing that more um and then you know one of my friends who is a a college professor um he was so respectful in how he did it he's like I see what you're saying and I get what the guy is saying and I like his where he ends up and I agree like you know our walk as Christians does not always meet our talk you know we definitely need to be doing more but I don't like the way that he villainized knowing. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. I was like, and he's like, apologies for my essay. Here's the short version. Here's the long version. And it was so interesting what he said. Because um, mm-hmm. he said, like, because the in the article, he the, the author had kind of said, um, sorry, I want to try and remember this right and not butcher it. Um, he was like, you know, Christians are too fat on like, you know, we have 3000 Bible verses, but we don't put them into practice. And we're too fat on Bible verses of knowing, but not doing. Mm. And my friend was saying, but actually that's not what the Bible says about knowledge. Like knowledge is Mm. not a tick box. Oh yeah, Mm. I know that. Let's move on. Yeah. He's saying, actually, if you knew something deeply on the level that God intends us to know stuff doing flows out of that and he's like what Mm. if it's not that christians are overweight on three thousand bible verses but we're actually being crushed under the weight of three thousand bible verses because we actually don't know them in the way that god wants us to know them Mm. and instead of trying to carry them we should be eating them 
Mm. And I was just like, okay, one, I was like, it was, it came in first thing in the morning when I just woken up. I was like, (laughs) I need more coffee to engage with this conversation. (laughs) But it really got me thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love how, you know, I think because, you know, we're on social media, it's a public forum as well. I mean, one, I actually didn't feel defensive because I've talked to him before and I know that he's not just the kind of like, nah, wrong. But also I was aware that other people are watching this conversation. So I was like, wow, how can I like not just grow myself in understanding? First, I needed to summarize what he said to make sure that I understood what he said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then he emailed me this really interesting email afterwards. Um, yeah. And I just wanted to kind of read out some of it because I really like the way that he, you know, the way when someone just brings like a... Mm just a different perspective of looking at things and you've never saw it before. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, my mind was blown. Um, and um, yeah, major shout out to Mike Brownot, who is amazing. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to read it. Like it's just, he sets up like two contrasting things. And I, I thought it was really interesting. Um, he said, I was once at a prayer meeting where the person leading it started praying for students going on to the campus. It went something like this. Lord, we know that the campus is a dark and godless place. We know that claiming to be wise, people have become fools as you give them over to futility in their thinking. Romans 1, 21 to 22. But we know that your thoughts are not our thoughts. Yes, your thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Isaiah 55. Oh, Lord, the wisdom of this world is folly with you, for you know the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. First Corinthians three. Mm -hmm. Um, So as we set foot on the campus, let us destroy every argument and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of you and take every thought captive to obey you. Second Corinthians 10. Um, And you're like, yeah, I can understand. Like, you know, even the verses they quoted, it kind of makes sense. Mm. Um, but it's totally bashing knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and he continues by saying, like, um, he said, as I listened, I thought, no wonder some academics don't like the church, <laughs> you know, because that's their whole life is around the search for knowledge and yeah. truth, um, you know, and insight. And he said, just imagine what would happen if we prayed over worship leaders like we prayed over campuses. Mm. Um, it would sound something like this lord we ask that you protect this worship leader from the sin of their mouths and the words of their lips lest they be trapped in their pride psalm 59 12 lord you know that everyone lies that everyone speaks with flattering lips but lord we pray you cut off those flattering lips and cut out that boastful tongue psalm 12 2 to 3 cut it off lord <laughs> proverbs 10 for though the tongue may pierce um like arrows psalm 12 cut like a razor psalm 52 Cut like a sword, Psalm 57 and 64, though it may be as sharp as a serpent's tongue, though lips may drip the venom of asps, that's a snake, Psalm 140, devouring, O Lord, devouring, Psalm 52, we pray that this worship leader, your servant, would set a guard over their mouth, keep watch over the door of their lips, Psalm 141, may they guard their tongue, may they muzzle their mouth, that they may not sin, Psalm 39. He ends off by saying people might be a bit more hesitant about joining the worship team. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's one of those paradigm shifts where you're like, cause he actually, the last in-person conversation I had with him, he, cause he said like, yeah, if we're trying to reach students and academics, but we're bashing knowledge all the time, 
it's like man mm. like we don't talk to worship leaders or preachers in the same way mm-hmm. um and he said he actually did a bible word search of like all of the places in the bible where knowledge insight wisdom show up and all of the verses where speaking talking proclaiming show up um and he said two-thirds of the verses i'm paraphrasing and butchering this but you get the gist of it sorry mike um (laughs) two-thirds of the verses about knowledge and wisdom and insight are positive you should seek them give up everything Mm. in order to gain knowledge in order to have wisdom you know the the fear of the lord is beginning of wisdom um but two-thirds of the verses about speaking were negative Mm. and they were like "Mm, you know tongue is like a a rudder it steers the whole ship like you know it's a flame it sets the whole forest alight. it's like don't be quick to open your mouth and speak Mm. and yet in in church circles we tend to flip it and we bash knowledge I was just like wow Wow. (laughs) um and Mm. you know it comes up in the scripture like Jesus doesn't bash him like knowing the right answer he like, to, and I think I said it, like to summarize 613 laws mm. into two statements, that's really skillful. Skillful. Mm-hmm. Um, but what my friend was saying that the, the issue is not that he knows it, but doesn't do it. The issue is that he doesn't know it well enough. Because mm-hmm. if he knew it on a deep level in the way that God intended us to know things, it would just flow out of him. Mm. I was just like, that is mind opening yeah yeah what are your initial thoughts on that because that was a real and I mean I'd heard it before but I'm so glad that he reminded me even after I preached that message and before we started this podcast episode wow yeah that was awesome I did read the (laughs) I, I did read the comments on that post um but even like just listening to his email now like that does change a lot of how we think I think how I think right now. Um, ooh, sorry, that's all. Like it's ooh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, it's really, mm. really. Yeah. I love healthy conversations like that where it's not meant to break really what I think, but more so encourage you to see it in a different perspective so that you can add on to what you already know rather than to like destroy what you know but like I want you to know what I know kind of that kind of um, conversation um so great job Mike and he was so respectful oh my goodness he was like totally apologizing for essaying on my post I'm like no because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was like a, a long reply per se for like right. a call for a Facebook post um, yeah. reply it was um lengthy but it was really enriching um yeah wow because it's like it actually like now that I look at it he responded how Jesus responded to the lawyer hmm. Like he didn't go, no, that's wrong. Academics mm. think that's stupid. Mm. How dare you bash knowledge when God set it up? Like instead mm. he actually took the time to lay it out. Like, like Jesus did that through this parable, through the mm. story. Um, but Mike was explaining, and I wasn't <coughs> aware of that, like the history of like enlightenment um, and where, you know, that thought that 
knowledge and doing are separate from each other that comes from the enlightenment thinking not from biblical thinking I was like I totally didn't know that Mm. because I you know we've grown up in it and we don't think about it Mm. because I don't often get that kind of bird's eye view Mm. so I was like oh man it's really helpful to actually yeah just point that out Mm. um yeah what are your thoughts on that Rita wow well wow. <laughs> a lot to chew on I had to take a whole day to chew on it before I could yeah. even respond effectively I haven't, I haven't even <laughs> I have a but anyways um I think it it's yeah it's really like kind of it's refreshing to know this kind a different perspective and like it's enlightening really um it it's opening you know um like kind of my my understanding and knowledge as well of the word in a way that you know i just understand this much i just know this much but if you understand deeper it actually it should actually display gentleness and kindness on how you speak to others because yeah i just kind of read i think this past few days that wisdom is you know it's the it's the beginning begins with a fear or respect or reverence Mm -hmm. of god through his word so it's kind of really wisdom is um, not just knowing it, but understanding it and doing. Yeah. Um, wow. And applying it, doing what is right as well. Um, mm. Yeah, it's kind of really, um, it takes a lot of the grace of God <laughs> to mm. understand what he meant us to understand and not just know from this level. Because sometimes, you know, pride creeps in and we just know this level and we tend mm. to, to you know, share it with others in a level that do we really understand what it means? And especially in how we deliver it mm. and how we tell others about it. It's actually a different thing that, you know, you know what it's right. You know, this is, you know, you, you know what, you know what you know is right. Mm-hmm. But then and how you tend to share and deliver like Mike um, did to, to you know how how he really um kind of displayed gentleness <laughs> to you know share his understanding of that um the the perspective of uh, knowledge and wisdom is really amazing mm. yeah it's it's a yeah. different level of grace but it's achievable but it really will take for us to pursue it like mm. to really dig into it ourselves and not of yeah not just to rely to others but we ourselves pursue and seek it um yeah, yeah. i yeah. think that's I like that's that my kind of yeah because yeah. i think like the crux of what he was saying is the problem isn't yeah the problem isn't that we know too much it's that we don't know in the way that god intends us to know yeah mm. and like i just want to um zero in on this one line like if christians would stop carrying bible verses around and instead eat them like they were supposed to then they would be neither scrawny nor flabby, but seriously buff, spiritual versions of Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. <laughs> and it's like, like I just want to open up that question. What does it look like to eat a verse rather than carry it around? Because mm. like I think so often, and even I notice this when I read books about the Bible, where they quote a Bible verse, my eyes are so tempted to just gloss over it because I'm like, oh, I've read that already. Mm. as if that means that I know it but that doesn't mean that I know it it just means I've read it once (laughs) Mm -mm. 
So what do you think it means to, I know, like, again, this is kind of not where I thought this would go, but what does it look like <laughs> to eat a Bible verse instead of just carry it? You're doing a lot of thinking on this podcast. I know, right? And like, <laughs> we should probably edit like little crickets. Necessarily have all the answers right now, but I just thought <laughs> it was just a great question to kind of oh, open up. Actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. How do how it looks like to eat it? Um, for me, I think um, part of eating it or chewing it, I think, is on how we live our lives um, in a way that, you know, um, for example, like for that, for that man who really went out of his way to help the, the, the Jewish man that's like half dead there, kind of somehow um, showing kindness or gentleness to other people in a way that they don't deserve it as well. We don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. somehow mm-hmm. chewing or eating the scripture is like converted. It 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 should it should be seen in our lives somehow. We should display it in a way we talk or we we you know we 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 the way we treat other people. Mm-hmm. Of course, it it won't be like really be perfect. Like every time we have like kind of you know spur of emotions as well, which is valid. But like yeah, I think somehow. Like, I don't know <laughs> if that's kind of like you are what you eat yeah. <laughs> you know, like that phrase of yeah you are what you yeah. Eat. <laughs> yeah I like that because yeah. I think when I think of carrying it it's like I know this is what I should do Mm-mm. but I'm not how? doing it mm. yes or I don't know how or I don't mm. want to <laughs> yeah. oh yeah so I'm wondering how does the eating because for me I'm I'm guessing that the eating bit comes before that you know kind of action flows out of the I have mm. eaten it I am digesting it um I don't know what are your thoughts Leanne um I guess first if not if like I will do this or I I like it's something that I should probably do more of you know is that um to dwell on scriptures more than I just yeah kind of like I said like gloss over it because I've read it before I don't I feel like oh I know this you know I don't need need to read it again but this podcast alone like for the different seasons and stuff makes us realize that actually reading and dwelling on scripture in different versions and stuff like that actually reveals so much more of what you should be doing rather than just knowing you know and and I think one thing is similar to how Jesus you know explained the story or said the story of the good Samaritan is that when I read a scripture kind of bring it back to asking myself like what does God want me to do with the scripture rather than just saying like okay this is a story of the good Samaritan but like what is he telling me to do and I dwell on that and I eat it I you know how do I ingest it but like you know, like, I don't know, like, you take time to eat food, you take time to, to, I don't know, to do things, and I think I need to pay more attention, with not just, like, time, or, like, a, a, like, time-bound stuff, but, um, like, repetition or something, or, or really 
drilling it you know mm. like I'm a dancer and usually at the end of like uh like when we're nearing you know um the end of a uh, choreography or something like that we do drills which is basically mm. I know the dance moves but I need my muscle to remember it because I can't look like I'm thinking of it on the stage when I'm doing yeah. you know like because people will know that like she knows it but she doesn't know it you yeah. know because I can yeah. know moves but I don't know the choreography because wow. like then it should show in my body that I I drilled this I did this so many times wow. I, I practiced this at home I practiced this wow. outside of home I looked at myself in the mirror doing this and therefore it'll show in my performance you know and I think similar to that that's what we should be doing like looking at ourselves back wow. again like we see the bible as a mirror let's go back in it look at ourselves what are we doing are we actually like scripture is scripture now or like is the eating part and the doing part now just muscle memory like I know what mm. I'm doing because I've done it wow. so many times similar like kind of like that and not just I know I, I know moves you know like wow. if you ask like dancers like are you a dancer well I know moves but like mm, but you're you know but you can yeah. kind of, like I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, yeah. we can go to we can go to any yes. dance party and we can all do Gangnam style, but like that's yeah. moves. But you can, you know, it's um, actually a good. I mean, even I can do Gangnam style, but I am definitely not a dancer. Mm. Like I, it'll I show like the way you. Yeah, it's like it because it's a deeper. It's knowing on a deeper level. Mm. it's like you can look at somebody teaching a particular I don't even know, choreography like mm. a particular routine or something and be like oh yeah I know what's coming next I know what they're gonna do next mm. week and I learn it off by heart but it's not yet embodied mm. um because even like I one of the challenges I started setting for myself in the last couple of years is to to when I do public speaking, I do it without reading from a sheet. Mm. Um, and actually, <laughs> it's the same author <coughs> quoting another person um, <laughs> who said, if you want to like speak off by heart, you need to understand it, not just learn mm. it off by heart, but you need to understand what you're saying. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like, and I think this is what reaping in some small way is trying to get at. Mm. it's that we zoom in on one particular verse or passage we're asking questions of it we're trying to somehow help it be muscle memory mm. yes because um, I think even as we think this out I'm like like the only reason that I would ever go out of my way for someone who is my enemy is because on some deeper level I know that that's what Jesus has done for me and continues mm. to do for me mm. um you know that while I and it's Romans 5 while I was his enemy he died for me mm. um you know it cost him time Life. <laughs> money <laughs> yeah. and it's like you know to the to the depth that that is reality in my life and I, I I have I understand that and I have revelation and I have insight about that that's the extent to which I will do it for others mm-hmm. um you mm-hmm. know and I think Mike mentioned as well as like we can say the right thing we can say I trust God but actually in this particular area I'm just worried about it all the time and that's revealing mm-hmm. that I say I trust God but actually that's not 
I don't know it mm. in a way that meaningfully impacts my life. Mm. Um, and it's a tricky one because I think we can reduce it to, you know, learn the Bible verse off by heart. And I think there's a huge value in that. And like, you know, the word says, you know, I've hidden my, your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Um, but yeah, I'm just really curious. And this, you know, again, this mightn't be something that we can answer fully in this episode, but what does it look like to hide God's word in my heart and have it shape my thinking mm. rather than, you know, anything, <laughs> enlightenment or anything else? <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's um, yeah. There's a phrase that like goes around social media right now. Uh, it's like this, this, and this person or such and such a person understood the assignment. Mm. It's it's like this phrase that, that they say. It's usually when like somebody dressed like if I invited you guys to like a costume part or a mm. Among Us costume party. I said Among Us because this is my Among Us character, yellow and this wrap. Um, but like Rita shows up in a Power Ranger costume, but. Mm. Aoife has like the full backpack the visor and stuff like that you know yeah. and Aoife understood the assignment you know that she well that's a basic way of saying it and that's kind of really it, like understanding what the assignment is like what are what what are what were we supposed to do um and understanding that I guess and then showing up knowing it wow. <laughs> you know and, and 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 being like I understood this because I actually looked over the invitation like many times mm. and I carefully selected my costume pieces and I carefully did this and and, and that and um wow yeah, yeah. and like yeah. if I didn't know what Among Us was I looked up what is Among Us Among it is us. a video game set in space oh. you know we're looking for the imposter here's the mm. colors that are available here's the um little add-ons you know here's the different hats they wear mm. Mm yeah that's a really good illustration yeah understood the assignment because like, if they didn't understand it they wouldn't do it sure exactly and kind of like going back to the dancing analogy you know there's like, there's like lots of different dance styles and mm. stuff like I can't go to like a crumping competition doing contemporary dance you know mm. like I, I I I can know it that I, I can be so good at contemporary but mm. if I appear you know in a competition where they're like b-boying and like doing all these like little stunts then like you know I, I'll kind of just you know what's the point of me knowing contemporary if I, I didn't understand my assignment for that competition or something mm -hmm. like yeah I, I like it I, I, I love how he phrased it that we often villainize knowledge whereas we should really be seeking it mm, yeah. with wisdom yeah so yeah. like in terms of this parable because jesus is saying like the teacher kind of knew you know and i love even how the message says that mm. you know um he sums it up in these two words um love the lord your god with all your passion and prayer and muscle and intelligence <laughs> mm. and love your neighbor as well as you do yourself um he knew that but he obviously didn't understand the assignment Mm. so what does it look like for us to understand the assignment that Jesus is giving us of loving neighbor loving our neighbor as ourselves as he dishes it out in this parable because who didn't get the assignment in this parable 
Scarlet. Inside the actual illustration. Oh, this. Mm. Uh, I think yeah, the priest. Yeah. And the Levite. Yeah. Yeah. The robbers. <laughs> yeah, the robbers. <laughs> robbers didn't. Exactly. They missed it. They're like, um, assignment was here, and robbers were like, yeah, <laughs> bye. But I think like. I don't know. I feel like what like Jesus is kind of getting at is the two guys who should have understood the assignment better than anybody else mm. totally did not. Mm. And the guy that they would have looked down on because Samaritan religion was subpar. It wasn't true religion for a Jewish person. Um, he understood the assignment in a way that those two those religious two. guys should have gotten and they didn't. Mm. Mm. They missed mm. it. Wow. And I'm just, I'm really curious, what did he understand that they somehow missed? Mm. <laughs> wow. A brain. I know. <laughs> really? <laughs> My brain. Wow. Mm. What did he understand? again i'm not sure that i even particularly have the answer but he clearly understood something that resulted in this action flowing out of him Mm -hmm. that he saw the man's condition his heart was moved he gave him first aid he put him on his donkey asked the innkeeper to take care of him paid for it if it costs more i'll pay you back Hmm. if there's anything that kind of popped up in my head i would Mm. have thought of experience Mm. of like again kind of going back to what you were saying earlier the samaritans were people who were neither jew nor not jew and they were kind of put in the situation where like we don't belong anywhere you know and i in modern times you might call them outcasts you know like people who yeah like don't belong (laughs) in in any form of group and so they're kind of their own little group in the middle or at the corner or something like Mm -hmm. that and and you know sometimes I think there's moments where I have to experience something before understanding the assignment or Mm -hmm. understanding something Mm -hmm. um so I don't this may not be the answer and this could probably not be the answer and again we don't need to have the answers um but that's the first thing that came into my head like maybe this guy's this guy that not this guy the samaritan <laughs> has experienced being helped before someone going the mm. extra mile for him and therefore oh, causes exactly. a domino effect of this is the assignment i therefore have to not just because you're pressured to pass it on because somebody has done it for you mm. but because now you understand this is what it means to live the word and to somebody has eaten it and has done it and he saw that and therefore mm. has done it um wow. which happens sometimes you know in in our walk and, and stuff yeah. that somebody does it for us somebody goes an extra mile for us and only then will we realize like oh, this is what god meant this is what mm. jesus has called me to do you know or this is what wow whatever I agree called me mm. to do and and you know and i guess that kind of ties back to what 
um, Aoife was like, saying in her story during the preaching of, you know, um, actually also being open to accept help from people we least expect it to because they could be offering help, but we're like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, yeah, I'm okay. You know, we could build up, like, we can have like a bit of a like pride moment and be like, yeah, I need help, but not from you, you mm-hmm. know? And, you know, challenging ourselves to be like, if we are going to bring down prejudices, what a word, and little things in our heart, like, we need to be open to accepting help from anyone, all at all neighbors too, not just helping all the neighbors, but if we are in need of help mm. to accept that as well, because we never really know when we can encounter God in different moments, you know, like mm. that could be yeah. your experience, whereas you will then understand the assignment, like, oh, this is it. Not just like, you don't need an awe moment, but it, that's the first thing that, or that's one of the things that come in my head for this Samaritan, that he's seen it and therefore has, is doing it or is, yeah. has done it. Mm-hmm. I love that because experience wow. is a deep form of knowledge. Mm. Kind of going back to your dance illustration, it's <coughs> like, I can look at it and kind of know the routine off by heart, but until I've becomes experience to me and I Mm. practice it with my own body you know Mm. in front of the mirror it's yeah it's a deeper level Mm. wow and I mean ultimately like we look at how Jesus was a neighbor to us Mm. you know because like we were in this man's position like and sad thing is we don't even realize it but we're like half dead in sin in fact we're completely dead in sin um we've got nothing going for us um Mm. and he gives us everything like he you know it says he binds up the brokenhearted um he gives us you know the oil of gladness for mourning um you know he clothes us in his own robe of righteousness Mm. and he's like we like and this guy, he wasn't even in a position to refuse the Samaritan's help. Like, let's be honest. The, guy, the dude can't he was walk. Like honor. <laughs> no choice. He has no choice. What's he going to do? Put up a fight and go, no, I don't want you. Um, <laughs> he might be even unconscious or something. Yeah. yeah. And like that, we're like totally even unaware of our own spiritual need. Mm. And yet, I like, how curious that God became one of us he he was literally embodied you know so that like this first generation of believers they actually like they could touch him they could talk with him um you know he was there and then that's what kind of gets passed on Mm. but it's Mm. like we were in such need and he like went out of his way like literally went out of his way came down from heaven (laughs) Um, it's a long way out of his way like and he didn't need to we were his enemies yeah you know he could have left us in our sin and the mess that we created not him but we created and he could have just walked by and he would have been justified in doing that yeah Mm. he didn't need a loophole to avoid coming to our aid but because his heart was moved with compassion and pity and kindness and he loved us so much you know he reached out to us and continues to reach out to us and go girl you need help <laughs> and like i feel like repentance is going yeah i know help <laughs> <laughs> <Please. Yeah. laughs> 
Mm. And I think like one of like one of my phrases, which you probably hear in the podcast every so often, is we never graduate from the gospel. And I think it's because of that, like we our depth of knowledge and understanding and insight of the gospel and how it actually God interacts with our lives. It's not a yep, yeah, I prayed a prayer tick box. Um, mm-hmm. I've read that one. But it's like we get to know it on increasingly deeper and deeper levels. It becomes embodied, mm. it becomes muscle memory. Um and like I think a big part of eating the word is realizing just how much God has done to for us and to us and with us. Mm. Um and letting that sink in and kind of meditating and chewing on that and going, wow, God, like you had the choice to act like the priest and the Levite, but you were like the Samaritan. Mm. And you continue to do that. You continue, even when I mess up and I say stupid things on Facebook, um, <laughs> you know, like you don't scold me, you just stop and you dress my wounds and you take care of me and you pay the price for me. And like, I think if that, when that hits home, yes, it becomes more of a natural, the natural follow-up and action and outflow of that is, I find it easier to be the neighbor to people who are not mm-hmm. like me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Dang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's understanding the assignment. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> even earlier we were struggling when we were thinking of the startup question of like when I think one of the questions that we were kind of hovering on was like when or what was a moment that somebody went out of their way mm-hmm. to help us yeah you know and even then I was like oh, I don't know <laughs> like I don't know when somebody when the last time somebody did that for me but mm. in a different sense like we do just look to God and see what what has he done like that's that's mm. there's there's God who's already Jesus who's done so much for us and you know prime example of someone going an extra like extra thousand miles for you um just be just because he loves you and and wants to to have a relationship with you you know Mm. um and he wasn't looking for like he wasn't like saying anything yeah yeah wow just a thought that you know the dancing again that Leanne it's really a nice analogy and illustration you know when we build up our <laughs> muscle memory so our body tends to automatically do the moves do the choreography if we ourselves really practice for it so kind of with athletes as well you know when they train for mm-hmm. their um um what do you call this one like a run or a swim like they do, like they really kind of dig drill themselves to like go in the water, to practice swimming, and eventually it comes a muscle memory that it, it automatically, like you know, they don't need to think, oh, I need to do backstroke, I need to do this. <laughs> yeah. it automatically comes to them if they're doing a four, like, like a relay. Yeah. You know, so when they hear the gun, they will automatically, you know, set and then jump in the water basically so it's you, know, you don't <laughs> need to true. think of it as a yeah. next next what round the, yeah mean? <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. so somehow it becomes like a automatic response uh, to a certain situation or a certain yeah. mm. it starts consciously and they have coaches like i remember i've been skiing up twice like twice <laughs> and the first time i went um the instructor didn't really speak english 
and we definitely didn't speak Italian. (laughs) (laughs) So we both spoke to each other in broken French. And like, I learned like the one thing you need to learn in skiing is this thing called the snowplow. So you angle your feet like this and that's your brake mechanism. It's how you stop when you're skiing, which is when you're skiing, you need to know how to stop. (laughs) Um, Noted. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, it looks really like awkward and like uh, um but the second time I went the instructor spoke English and so he would like he was literally there alongside us and he would um I was struggling with something but I couldn't figure it out why and he was like oh you need to dig in with your big toe like I think it was when like you're kind of turning like this because you don't ski straight because you go too fast you kind of like go from mm-hmm. side to side and he's like oh when you're steering um dig your big toe into the ground and that'll give you the traction that you need to be in the right direction and mm-hmm. stuff like that mm-hmm. like it's such a small adjustment but when I did oh. it I was like this is like night and day compared to I have so much more control compared mm-hmm. to what I was doing before um you know, my upper body position is better, you know, but it's just from that one little adjustment, like just dig in with your toes. Mm. And I was like, oh, <laughs> and it's like, you know, we read the scripture and it's not just a textbook that we're trying to learn off by heart, but literally mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit comes alongside us Mm-mm. and might draw our attention just to one little word or nuance in the text that just helps it us understand it on a new level and like oh toe and then like (laughs) that becomes normal everything and you don't have to think about it anymore like even one of my friends is learning how to drive and she's like asking can you go with me and I'm like oh man it's so automatic for me right now I really have to think hard about Mm-mm. what are those little moments like with your car it's not like you dig your toe in but it's like <laughs> you know on the break. like when you stop you you draw in really slowly and then like you you stop slowly and you you take off fast and like or here's you know how you do the clutch and I'm like oh man I can't even like remember how to teach someone to do that because it's been so long and it's now mm. so automatic mm. um but I think a lot of that is discipleship like it's the Holy Spirit coming alongside us as we read scripture mm. it's Rita sharing oh you know this really helped me understand this passage and like oh toe that's so <laughs> helpful that's mm. so practical like mm. and it's like we each have the, these pieces of the puzzle and like that's what discipleship is it's kind of sharing how has the holy spirit coached us to understand this particular passage of scripture in a way that kind of goes oh (laughs) if i can ask what's what have you had a toe moment as we've read this scripture (laughs) together where you're like Mine was Mike's email and his <laughs> post comment. Like, mm. that just, I'm like, oh, big toe. <laughs> like, big toe moment. Mm. Um, you know, of like, yeah, that's my big toe moment. Like, correction, but in, in, a, in a loving way. Not, not even correction, but I don't know how to just say it. Like, it, it, correction, but just accepting other people's, like, view or 
yeah <laughs> I don't know yeah mm. and what is it for you is it like uh because for me it's I'm always like struck more and more by the realization I don't know what I don't know yeah I think I think it's that that like we may know something but actually uh because Mike may have experienced things like that or like you know he has he's had a lot of conversations and therefore he has different views where it helped him summarize it in 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 well it was it wasn't as short as what the 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 religious man did it here but like he you know he understood assignment and 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 therefore he was able to explain it well you know because like you're able to I guess show um or to explain it to someone when you understand it like I can't teach Pythagoras theorem to someone if I don't know what Pythagoras theorem is yeah you know? mm. and and I think that's a big toe moment is like again going back to knowledge it's like I can't I can't teach or I can't you know speak with someone about I don't know something if I don't know it myself if I don't understand it myself and mm. I guess a reflection or my big toe is that I need to I need to understand my assignment <laughs> mm. um you know wow yeah. and to flip that because like in every nation and in every nation campus we talk a lot about empowering leaders and especially empowering them early and the flip side is <laughs> like, oftentimes we think that I need to understand it much more before I start teaching it and sharing mm. it mm. but the flip side is that as we start mm. teaching it and sharing it we yes. understand it on a deeper level exactly. mm. as like oh yeah Mm, (laughs) that's true the amount of times that like I had to be thrown into a situation before I actually understood what I meant to do like even like life groups and like leading life groups like Aoife knows I I didn't want to but you know an opportunity or you know a a situation came up and you're like there you go (laughs) no no understand this yeah. what do I do <laughs> yeah. yeah now I get it yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like, I guess if we're putting like relating that back is like I know that I'm supposed to disciple other people like I know that like that's something I know because I'm called to do that but until I do it or I get you know then I won't really understand why <laughs> or mm-hmm. or who I'm doing it for um yeah you know, that's true exactly I like that so good and there's so much about discipleship that we don't actually get until we do it more mm-hmm. like i'm thinking of jesus you know he sent out first the 12 and then the 72 in pairs and they like healed the sick and cast out demons and mm-hmm. proclaimed the kingdom of god and they came back and they had a debrief and they were like whoa jesus like you never guess what happened we told the demons to leave and they did <laughs> And he's like, yeah, that's great. Let's celebrate that. But you know what's even better? Your name is written in the book of life. Mm. And he just like readjusted. But like they, you know, they could have read all the literature on casting out demons and Mm. how you're supposed to hold your hand, you know, and what words you're supposed to say. And he's like, no, just go do it. You'll figure it out. (laughs) Wow. But then he gave them feedback. And he's like, Mm -mm. you know, dig your toe in. Like... (laughs) Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, just reflecting on um, what you're saying, Leanne, is that, you know, you grow as you go. Mm. I remember that. <laughs> but she's telling me, you, you really can't 
really um experience it firsthand if you don't do it yourself firsthand. Mm. So like you know leading a, a discipleship group or like you know just doing and um, starting to lead it. Yeah, you'll never know like am I doing this right or am I doing this wrong? And then the next time if you did it wrong and then and the next time oh I'll do it this time then. So it's just really it comes with experience. Experience. Yeah. Somehow. Mm. Um, you know, because you won't learn somehow. You won't keep, I, me for me personally. I can't learn it unless I go through it in a way. So you know, you you tend to get something out of that experience, and then either bring that good stuff you I think good experience that you've encountered, or you know, uh, leave the, the the wrong things you did behind uh, behind. So it's kind of really um the I think what's important for me is the growth that you learned out of uh you know the experience that you had so yeah i think it's really mm. that and it takes the grace of god to really acknowledge that you did wrong or you did right or somehow mm. it's amazing how that lord recognizes as well well done and acknowledges you know um what you did was right as well so it's kind of mm. really and we always doing it and showing up, yeah. <laughs> it's until you show up, <laughs> like Eva is saying, just show up. <laughs> You'll never yeah. know because you will be encouraged, or you encourage others as well. But most of the time, I am encouraged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. That's most of the time. So that was a lot of examining. <laughs> what yeah. Are you, what are you gonna do this week? How are you gonna apply this? So we're up for being challenged and being changed. What is God challenging you to do differently? this week or this month based on what we're digging out of and hopefully chewing on the parable of this good Samaritan. No, I'm just joking. To make a choreography joke. Like, I think for me, um, like the man was just going about his daily business, mm. but he had his eyes open to recognize that there was somebody who needed something. Mm. Um, mm. And I think so often I'm just so focused on myself and where I need to go and what I need to do. It's so easy to miss those opportunities. Like I was waiting mm. for the bus recently on O'Connell Street Um and there was a, like three generations of this family. There was a, like a grandmother, a mother, and a son, an older son. Um, and I was like, I didn't really have anything to do. And normally if I'm at the bus stop, I just check my phone. But I felt like God saying like, no, it's just five minutes. I just be without your phone for five minutes. I'm like, oh. Um, and I just noticed, you know, they were looking at their phone. They were talking to each other. They would look at the phone again. And I was like, I like caught the grandmother's eyes and I just smiled and like she kind of like awkward smile back and looked away again and they were still looking at the phone and I was like they I think they're lost um and they because they were standing beside me I was like you know are you guys okay do you need any help and they were like oh we're trying to get the bus to UCD but I don't know if we're on the right street so I was able to look at their map and going okay you're on the right street you're on the right side of the street I don't know exactly which bus stop it is but as you walk from here you'll see it written down and turned out he was like um an incoming fresher um you know getting ready to study and I was like 
you know, if I'd been looking at my phone, I would have just missed the moment. Mm. Um, and like, to be honest, I feel like I missed a bit more of a moment because I could have continued the conversation and said, actually, I'm a campus minister. Like, I don't know. Do you have any kind of spiritual background or we have a, an incoming event for freshers, which we don't because to be honest, I'm not really on the ball with planning this year. Um, <laughs> but it was just a good reminder of, oh yeah, we don't have to look far. Like neighbors are all around us. Mm. So I'm, I'm curious for myself, what other opportunities am I missing just by being distracted? Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm even praying for those opportunities. Lord, give me an opportunity to be a good neighbor mm. today. Wow. Um, mm yeah yeah I think in a in a sense I was also thinking something like that of just being um I know we don't intentionally look for like oh who's the person I'm gonna help but to to kind of be intentional in helping that makes kind of Mm. like you know like um like moments where not because I feel like oh they're gonna appreciate me if I go the extra mile but more of like I will go the extra mile just because I can go the extra mile for this person um you know but I'm not gonna go like messaging my friends like do you need help with anything (laughs) um just so I can perform such as well not not perform like in advance and of like doing something like that but kind of like Ika said like mm, recognizing that there's moments where I I intentionally or unintentionally distract myself with like my phone or something and therefore mm-hmm. miss opportunities where I can help people mm-hmm. um and yeah so similar to Ethan that's what I wanted mm-hmm. to <laughs> like you yeah. know just be aware yeah like, something about just yourself being aware and being observant <laughs> yeah I remember when I was yeah. a teenager my brother and I we did a, a snorkeling course for a week like a camp um and like you have a lot of equipment like you have your wetsuit you have your mask Mm. and your snorkel you have weights Mm -hmm. believe it or not (laughs) um you have flippers so it's a lot of and I remember there was I was trying to step from the boat onto the harbor which is really hard when you have your hands full Mm -mm. you know or it's like you know I just couldn't and I wasn't very tall either so I couldn't like grab onto things the same way (laughs) Mm -hmm. And the guy who was on the harbor in front of me, he didn't even say anything. He just held out his hand. Mm. And I took his hand and he pulled me onto the harbor. And it was like, I didn't say that I needed help. He didn't ask, did I need help? He could just see, again, through his experience of being a snorkeler and trying to get off the boat while it's moving. um, Through his experience, he was like, she needs a hand. Here's my (laughs) hand. Like, yoink <laughs> right that's so good yeah just being aware of our surroundings and and like let's be honest there are times where we do go out of our way looking for help like we hear of mm. you know disasters happening around the world and we do want to you know it moves our heart and it, we have compassion mm-hmm. um but we don't need to go looking <laughs> you know those opportunities are all around us yeah yeah how about you reeds yeah, I think for me, um, honestly, like, you know, it, like at work, you have students, like, you know, they're learning, they're in fourth year or third year. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, because you're goal-oriented, you have to fin- you get to get the tablets at this time, you get to have your antibiotics, you wash is done at this time. And then somehow, I'm guilty. 
like if I have a student, like I kind of like, you know, you have to take time to teach them, to like orient mm. them what to do. It's like, it's kind of, it's kind of it sometimes time. like, yeah, it's kind of, they feel like I, they sometimes feel like they actually like open up as well. Like we feel like we're a burden to you because, you know, we're like dragging uh, your, mm. your like schedules behind or we're like, uh, you know, uh, um, going around with you. So, uh, like, um, so yeah, like drug grounds as well. You have to like teach them. <laughs> so somehow I feel guilty because, you know, they, they are there to learn. They're there to be like future nurses as well. So mm-hmm. I think for me, it's just, really to um appreciate and to really take time to teach them because unless there's like an emergency the others can wait you know unless it's really late you know you have to do this but like if we have a time a moment really just take time to like talk to them get to know them how you know it's kind of for them i think when i was a student really everything is just what is happening <laughs> especially the clinical area so really realizing that oh i was once a student and i need a hand and i i I need a hand that time Mm -hmm. and i need need help as well so kind of stepping in their shoes especially in their first day of clinical experience so yeah i think that's kind of one thing that i'm gonna really um go out of my you know routine my way to really take time to teach them to show them around or even to share my experiences as a newbie <laughs> as a newbie nurse yeah. so yeah i think um somehow yeah i'll do that <laughs> this next few weeks when i handle yeah. students especially i'm their preceptor so. <laughs> And it, it yes. does, it takes time, it takes energy away from other things that you could yes. be doing. But the irony is that when we invest that time, the payoff is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, and like the the lawyer here was asking, how can I in- inherit eternal life? Mm-hmm. And she's like, do this. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, like, I mean, what you described, that's discipleship as well. Like, and I think so often, we try to download what we've learned over 20 years into a one hour meeting with one person. And they're like, but we forget <laughs> that it, we've learned through experience, you know, right. people have been patient with us. If we can help someone take one baby step, Mm-mm. you know, in growing and understanding, you know, knowing what Jesus has done for them, that's a win rather than kind of getting frustrated. Why are they not where I am? you know already and you're like Mm. ah because it took you 20 years to get there and actually probably took you longer than you should have Mm. (laughs) Mm. um wow that's so great um what a conversation thank you guys yes (laughs) like i have come away with more questions and answers but they're good (laughs) questions (laughs) yeah what does it mean to know know things in the way that God intended us to know is it like yeah I've already read that is it learning through experience is it mm. what does it mean how do we grow in understanding so that the result is action um that's unconscious because it's already part of us anymore anyway mm. um maybe Leanne would you close off on us in prayer because like we know we need help growing in understanding <laughs> and in knowledge and figuring yeah. out how to become people who are good neighbors and ushering mm. the kingdom of God. Um, Cause like, sorry, tangent, going back to something Leanne said of okay. sometimes we need to experience it before we can pass it on. 
Mm. And that's part of sharing the gospel and expanding the kingdom of God is as we are good neighbors, people look at that and go, this is really different from anything I've experienced before. What is the why behind mm. that? Why are you doing mm. this? And then that's an opportunity to open up sure. and proclaim the kingdom of God and go, well, mm. this is why, like, this is what Jesus has done for me. Yeah. Um, but we need God's help doing all these things. So Leanne, please mm. pray for us. <laughs> Let's go. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, thank you. Thank you. My mic on. Uh, thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to um, record this podcast today. And we thank you for the life of Aterita, Lord, um, you know, for saying yes to this podcast. And um, and we really, you know, enjoy uh, reaping through your word, Lord. And we thank you for this parable, Lord. We thank you for the story of the Good Samaritan so that, you know, you may help us understand the assignment that we are given and that we are mm. called to do, Lord. And um Lord, we need help. We need a lot mm. of help. And, you know, we, we acknowledge that, that we, we can't have it right all the time. And we mm. may never have it right anytime. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but we thank you, Lord, for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for, you know, um, the different um, ways that you, you, you show us and that you explain to us mm. what we should be doing. And, and, Lord, I pray that you challenge us um, this week or the next couple of months, Lord, to really um, seek... Um, you know the knowledge and 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 seek um the knowing what we're supposed to do and what mm. we're supposed to eat up and what eating up looks like mm. um eating your word doing your word and and i pray lord that as you um guide us this week or the next couple of weeks lord i pray that you um will show us um what muscle memory looks like in terms of discipleship and in your yes, kingdom and what what it looks like when we just know what to do because we've drilled it so many times into our lives lord and i pray that as, as we go in this journey lord and in this challenge lord i pray that you will also show us the things that we need to kick out so that we know the right moves or mm. the right choreography mm. and i pray lord that you also be um you know um guide us in knowing what our big toe moments are and mm. if there's any or there's one two three or four big toes that we may have you know throughout this journey and um lord we just again thank you for um grace and that like when we don't know what to do that you still choose to pursue us and you still help us you still dress our wounds and you still um you know disinfect anything um on us and um thank you lord that yeah that we can have muscle memory we can do these things and because you you have done it and and thank you lord for being the example of that of going the extra mile and i pray for opportunities for us this week lord um not because we are seeking but because we are observant lord mm -hmm. of the neighbors around us and we are um you know trying to drill um what being a good neighbor is into our mm -hmm. lives so that we may just you know so that in the future we just do it because we we are what we mm. ate <laughs> or what we eat mm -hmm. and um thank you lord for feeding us with all of this goodness and all this grace mercy and and your love lord and i pray that this will show throughout this week lord with um if any experiences or any um encounters we may have with other people around us our neighbors lord that you have called for us to love lord and yeah we just glorify you lord we thank you for this um episode as well and uh we pray for um anyone uh students who are listening or watching this right now and i pray for also opportunities for them to experience either um being the samaritan for someone or if they are in the position of the man who um was you know half dead 
on the on the road lord i pray that um there will be um opportunities for them to experience what um being loved is despite of your situation or your background or whatever lord and um yeah we just pray over this in the mighty name of jesus amen, amen. amen. thank, thank you. you so much for joining us <laughs> we'll see you next week thank you thank you so much for joining us today for the life hacks podcast by every nation campus dublin the conversation does not end here it just keeps going on and on Hop over onto Instagram, give us a follow at ENC underscore Dublin. That's ENC underscore Dublin. And drop us a DM. What did you think of the episode? What are some things you would like us to talk about? And if you're up for it, consider joining one of our life groups where this is what the conversation sounds like. We get to be curious together. We're up for being challenged and we're up for life change. So we are ENC, empowering students for life, leadership, integrity, faith and excellence. And we will see you next time.